Long ago, the television actor was on your TV show. The podcaster was discussing the TV show on their podcast. And And never never the the twain twain shall meet. But those days are long dead. In the age of the TV rewatch podcast, actors have invaded the podcast scene and stolen the hard-earned downloads from regular working Joes and Jims and Jacobs. And with nowhere else to turn, no other respite or avenue, there was only one direction to go, one unexplored land. Shows What You Know, the podcast about television, is dead. And from its ashes rises the podcast about the podcasts about television. Welcome to a new era. Welcome to a new land. Welcome to Parks and Recollection with Jim O'Hare and Greg Levine. Parks and Recollection returns with two two new hosts. Jim O'Hare, yes, Jerry Gergich himself, and Greg Levine, writer slash script coordinator. They usher in a new era of this podcast that recaps each episode of the beloved comedy series, Parks and Recreation. Guests like Rob Lowe, Chelsea Peretti, and Jason Mansukas stop by to give listeners a look behind the scenes, from writing the script to rolling the cameras. It's literally the best Parks and Rec podcast in the world. Go ahead, treat yourself. Treat yourself, Jim. Treat yourself to Parks and Rec, a show that you've not watched. Is that right? No, I have watched it. I've watched Parks and Rec, but I I definitely didn't finish it. I think I I watched this season, season four. Well, we're discussing season four, episode one. Um, I'm pretty sure I watched up through this season. I might have fallen off around here. Um, And re-watching this show, I was like, this is the most early aughts no not the aughts this is the most early 2010s thing i've ever seen in my life um because this was such the thing right where the faux documentary the camera the handheld the zoom in the the jim halpert look at the camera uh when things are happening or in this case it'd be like aubrey plaza or whoever um i mean you can't deny the cast on this show is pretty stacked. I mean, Chris Pratt, obviously superstar now. Aubrey Plaza, pretty big fucking star. Uh, Ron Swanson, I forget his name. <laughs> um, but, you know, he's Ron Swanson. Aziz Ansari. Uh, but, like, this show is, to me anyways, and I, this might just be my bubble, I'm also surprised at, like, how forgotten it feels like this show is. And maybe that's just my bubble because it feels like, you know, I hear people talk about The Office all the time, but I don't necessarily hear people talk about Parks and Rec. Um, and I don't know. It's just I I got so played out with this style of comedy that I couldn't watch it anymore. Like, I mean, there was Modern Family. There was The Office, obviously. There was the original Office, even to the point where we're like, Ricky Gervais re- did like that office movie a couple years ago. I tried to watch that. Really? And even, even though I love the office, I couldn't get into that because I just couldn't get back into that style. You don't remember when he did it. It was like, 
him David making Brent it. Life on the Road? Yes, Is yeah. This, I guess uh, technically not really an office movie, but yeah, it's about you know David Brent trying to be a close enough rock star or whatever. And I don't think it was mm. bad necessarily, but it was just I couldn't get back into that vibe of the fake documentary. Um, well, it sounds like it's a perfect time to go back to it for nostalgia then, because even yes. though it's only about 10 years old or something at this stage, I mean, Parks and Rec started in 2009. It was a fairly early spinoff from The Office, uh, much like The Office, the American Office, the first season's fucking shit. Um, but it gets significantly better towards season three or four, I would say. I actually watched Parks and Rec very recently. Um, well, very recently, probably five years ago or whatever. But uh, I watched the whole thing relatively recently, and I felt like it didn't peter off as much as The Office. I felt like it was fairly decent and got stronger and then kind of went a little bit weaker or whatever. This is probably season four where it was getting real good mm. uh, as far as my view then. But as I rewatched this for um, this podcast, I, I get what you're saying because it's very of its time but maybe that's yeah. a good thing for a True. rewatch podcast like parks and recollection which is the show we're discussing today you don't want it to feel like it's just come out you want it to be a bit uh tinged with that potential nostalgia and i i again i don't know if this is my bubble but i heard a lot of like when i worked in a call center a few years ago a lot of like treat yourself that was okay. the thing that was thrown around yeah literally could just be like two people who watched it and liked it and this That's is why true. i ended up watching it, it. really so is it's hard to say it really does depend on your bubble uh yeah. i mean adam scott another uh, uh big star these days um you know what you saying that this show was a spinoff of The Office. I honestly don't even remember that. So is yeah. Rashida Jones as the same character she was on The Office? Wait, and maybe it isn't technically a spinoff. I'm pretty sure it is. I mean, it's definitely... Because I can't remember. Like, you saying that, I'm like, hey, is that true? But I just don't... I honestly mm. don't remember either way. I know it's definitely it's a like the same... spinoff in that they decided to make the same show again with a different cast. Exactly. But I don't know how much of a canon overlap... Mm. Uh, there would be, or if it's literally, I think it is a, hang on, spin. Yeah. Because, I mean, it well, is the same, like, people, like the creators, right? He, yeah, Greg Daniels, he was basically asked to create a spin-off, and uh, they spent months considering ideas and decided to make a standalone instead of a spin-off. Gotcha. So, they, basically, it's not, it's not a spin-off in that it's not, like, characters from The Office expanded upon, but everybody knows it's a spin-off, you know? Sure. It's, it's yeah. the same We're concept. Doing... Which, in a way, we should not be celebrating. But <laughs> we should not be celebrating that you're like, I have a hit show. Uh, I'm going to do that again. I, I did. I have recently seen headlines about, I don't know if it's Australia some, or New Zealand. Somewhere is in the process of rebooting The Office with a lady. And I'm like, oh, yeah, you mean Parks and Rec? They, that already mm -hmm. happened. They already did that. Um Yeah. But uh, I, I'm I'm being harsh, and I'm going to be harsh on this podcast. I'm just going to say it up right from the right from the jump. Now, I, you did pick this episode, and it is interesting. I didn't realize how recent, at least at the time of us recording. By the time this is released, it maybe has been a while. But this is a fairly recent episode um, of the podcast for when we're listening to it, because apparently the show was basically going away because it used to be hosted by Rob Lowe and a different writer from the show, right? Uh, Alan Yang, uh, one of the screenwriters from The Office. I, I, yeah, we have to give a bit of context on Parks and Recollection, which obviously is a, a rewatch show for Parks and Rec, Parks, Parks and Recreation, and it started coming out in August 2021. 
I okay. forget where that puts us exactly in the timeline, but it's 2021. It's not 2020. Yeah. Office Ladies is late 2019, which leads us into kind of a boom in 2020. So this is kind of like when there's already been a not just one, but a series of successful rewatch podcasts. It's put out by Team Coco, which is kind of a weird one. Mm. Uh, we'll probably get more into them later on. But essentially, it started 2021. It ran for the first three seasons with Rob Lowe, who is one of the arguably a more central character on the show than sure. Jim O'Hare, who plays Jerry Gergich. And uh, Alan Yang, who's a writer who's written more episodes than Greg Levine, who's now one of the hosts. But interestingly, I've actually done my homework on this in that I listened to the episode that we were assigned, which is the first episode of season four. I also listened to the episode before that and the episode after that, because I wanted to hear what was the chemistry of the previous hosts okay, that's and good. All the right. new hosts. And this is a cross, this is kind of like a transitional one. Uh, as you said, this is a recent one because they finished the third season uh, in 2022 in July. And then now in April uh, 2023, they started coming out with the fourth season with new hosts. And I was intrigued by the decision making behind this. It's just not something that would happen in the world of a Jim and Jacob podcast because they're all passion projects. Mm. You can't just exchange the hosts and keep it going. Even with all these other ones uh, that we've discussed on this show and podcasts in general, it's rare enough that you hear about hosts just being replaced. So I found that intriguing and I wanted to dig into the reasons behind it and so on. Yeah, I mean, well, because so real quick then, because I'm looking at it because Rob Lowe also has another podcast on Team Coco. It's called Literally with Rob Lowe. Now, the the description is like the description of Parks and Recollection is it's literally the best Parks and Rec podcast is literally some sort of Parks and Rec re re reference that I'm not getting. You said you watched it recently or is it just a coincidence that... Uh, I think it might be. I feel like his character might say literally okay. a bit, but I'm not 100%. It yeah. was a while ago. But uh, but because I did, I was reading a little bit, like just trying to see what the fan base was saying. Because I was like, oh, what, yeah, what happened here? People just kind of speculating that. I think you said it was, was it Alan Yang? Is that his name or yeah. Adam? Okay. I think some people said he, he, he does have a show or something that he's working on. Um, Rob Lowe also has this other podcast. And I think he was also, he even mentions in this podcast episode we listened to the transition one that he has some sort of netflix show so i'm sure he's doing acting gigs as well so it kind of did come down to like hey we have other stuff going on and this did not take off like office ladies did we thought like hey office ladies biggest tv rewatch podcast there is what's the next best thing parks and rec here we go uh sorry this is not good enough for us the literally show is this is literally a podcast where people i love admire and know uh, and know well will be in a safe space to really let their hair down. Parentheses, assuming they have any. I will cover the thoughtful to the extremely random. So join me and my guests from the world of movies, TV, sports, music, and culture for fun, wide-ranging, freewheeling conversations. Um, so so I, basically, there's not a concept behind his, <clears throat> his show. He's just kind yeah. of interviewing people. It looks like... Based off some of the clips on the page, is this maybe this is also on satellite radio? Because they're showing like it looks like Sirius XM kind of uh, video clips of him talking to LeVar Burton about like Star Trek. Um, looks like he had Dana Carvey on. 
so yeah, I don't know. Th- that is like a weird thing that happens too with, with, I guess, if you're a big enough celebrity that maybe you'll get simulcast or, or you know, brought up by a traditional thing like a satellite. Uh, anyways, that's enough about that. That's just kind of getting into like where we're at. Why were they changing over? Um, yeah, there's a lot of interesting things with uh, Team Coco where some of them, like they don't have that many shows compared to a lot of the networks we talk about. And Parks and Recollection is when you go to their website, it's like the second one after Conan O'Brien needs a friend. And I yeah. don't know if that's just because they're putting out new episodes now or trying to get this revamped version out there. But I think you're exactly right. I think they had Rob Lowe and Alan Young who are both working actively in making media right now, Alan, or sorry, Alan Yang. And he also, he worked with, he co-created Master of None with Aziz, who's obviously Uh, on Perks and Rec. And he has created a show called Loot that is, I think, in production now. I basically, I'm sorry to, you know, uh, I teased it and now I'm just going to, say it up front it's not that interesting uh because in this episode the first one uh we have rob Lowe on it handing it over to these two new hosts but there's no sign of alan yang and i kept digging because i saw people speculating Uh, going like they didn't even mention or reference the fact that one of the hosts wasn't there and then i just find eventually on his twitter like hey i'm in the middle of production but listen to this new episode it's great you're in great hands so it's all amicable these fucking sure. people they they, they, yeah. they all get along and like each other it's very boring um and jim gergich jim gergich uh jim o'hare who plays jerry gergich on the show he's been on before uh and actually greg levine who is this new host it's weird, but he's been on the show, I think, maybe from the start. He's been the producer. This uh, fucks with my head because yeah. he was a writer on Parks and Rec and uh, only, I think, wrote a few episodes, but he was like a, working on the show for a lot of its run, if not the whole thing. But he's relegated to a producer role for the start of this show. Yeah. So they have Rob Lowe and Alan Yang, and they're the hosts. But Greg is there, and Greg actually did a good job, I thought, in... in the previous episode I listened to, like he he pipes up with interesting facts and he remembers different parts from the production and stuff like this. And I was like, okay. And now he's one of the hosts. It's just a weird uh, setup to be in, I think, moving into this new uh, season to just kind of, yeah, we're just handing it over. Yeah. Um, so, and looking at it, they finished up season three in July of 2022. And then basically, yeah, did not put out any episodes. And then... Uh-oh, did I lose you? I'm still here trying okay. to get my video working. So, yeah, they didn't put out any episodes. And then, yeah, in, in April of 2023, they announced it's back on the 18th. And then that's when they came back to discuss Season 4, Episode 1, and do this handoff, where in some cases I was wondering if Rob Lowe was even there. Now, I get it, I guess. He's letting them talk because it is about this transition. But I was also surprised that sometimes it was like, was he not there? Did he just record a, a couple little uh, <laughs> interstitials to kind of make it seem like he was communicating? In a literal sense, he was not because he was recording remotely. I found the clip of uh, the okay. video where he's in a different location. So he's not literally there, but he is seems to be in the same time space. I mean, I'm thinking... But oh, I'm sorry, also, not space, but time. Yeah. yeah. But I'm also thinking that even though he was on Zoom or whatever, there was like wild patches where he was probably getting up doing stuff around the house and then he'd come back put his headphones on and be like oh yeah that's right okay and maybe 
Uh, this could be a few things. I, I, I'm not trying to be a hater because this could be a few things. This could be just the fact that I don't really remember Parks and Rec that fondly. I'm not saying it's a bad show. I'm sure it's I remember laughing at stuff, you know, little Sebastian. And that seems I remember that being funny. And it seems like the thing everyone brings up. They even bring it up multiple times just in this podcast alone, even though it's not on the episode. Um, but I don't think it's a great show for discussion. Uh, mm. And I think comedy, I think 20 minute comedy shows maybe are at a handicap in this respect anyways, like sitcoms, uh, because I don't feel like there's interesting discussion to be had. And maybe it could be this episode because again, there's a few things working against it. There's a transition. So, you know, it is like a, thing where Rob Lowe has to talk about, hey, we're back, but I'm not going to be back, but these are the guys, and hey, they're, you know the guys from the show, and blah, blah, blah. But then, even on The Office, at least, I mean, I guess Parks and Rec has the whole thing with Leslie and Adam Scott, so there is like a relationship to discuss. But I feel like The Office has a little bit more layers to break down with characters, whereas, like, can you get that deep into Andy's character, or even like a Ron Swanson? I know they do that a little bit here, but a lot of this podcast is like, hey, remember when he said this? That was funny. Hey, remember when uh, Andy's shining shoes, but it's like Aziz's shoes aren't even shoes. They're sneakers. Like you can't even shine them. And I'm like, I, I don't know. That's why comedy rewatch discussions are tough for me because it is. it just dissolves into like, this is a brilliant joke. That was a great joke. There's not like them even to the there's one point where they're like almost getting to something that I would latch onto as interesting where like they're discussing the Kirk Fox plays the waste management guy that's sending his dick to everyone. Mm -hmm. And they mentioned there's a joke about how his email is like St. Lawrence alumni. And they discuss the idea of like you have to be in the writers room and you're like, well he goes to what's his email? And then someone throws an email out and then someone throws something else out. And then you're like, well, what's a funny college? But it wasn't like a firsthand thing. It was just a general, this is what comedy writers do. And it's like, yeah, no shit. But at least that was my read. I was like, I don't want to hear just someone say, remember this joke? That was funny. Yeah, it was funny. It was brilliant. Anyways, then this happens. Remember this joke? That was funny. And that's all I really got from this. You listen mm -hmm. to more episodes than me. So I, I have a smaller sample size. Am I wrong here? I, I don't I don't think you're wrong probably on this app, maybe. I'm going to trust because I actually need to rely. We Even though I've listened to more where we can only judge it based on like the sample size, right? Like we can only judge it based on the one episode, really. It's, it wouldn't be fair for me to say, actually, Jim, it's good and you're an idiot. Um, so, <laughs> yeah. But I would say in the previous episode, which... Uh, is the actually the little Sebastian funeral. So to be fair, that's possibly why they're bringing it up because in the continuity enough. of the okay. show, this episode starts and the Sebastian funeral is still going on. It's the after party. Okay, after there is a funeral. quick thing at the beginning. You're right. It, I yeah. remember the banner now that you mention it, but I don't remember it coming yeah. up again. But yeah, and I remember hearing about it like in the theme song. It's in the thing. It's in the thing. All right, yeah. It was a little yeah. horse. It was a funny joke. Yeah, in the previous episode, which has uh, Rob Lowe, Alan Yang, and Greg, who is now one of the main hosts moving forward, uh, they get into some things like, hey, 
and actually it's Greg saying this, even though he was maybe, maybe because he was like a script coordinator rather than a, a writer for some of it. Cause he's like in the, pre Hey, can you guys remember what was in a previous version of this script? And I was like, that's the kind of shit I want to hear where yeah, they were like, that. cause that was the season finale of season three. And he was like, Hey, in a previous version, the season ended with this instead of this. And we did that at the table read and then it didn't work. And we rewrote the whole thing before like we shot it the next week. So I don't know about volume of that versus other stuff going on that is less interesting, but I, I have definitely heard more of that sort of thing. Okay. Uh, having listened to a few more of them, but do you think then, I think it's an interesting point about a comedy podcast. I guess they're just going to lean more towards behind the scenes stories and that sort of thing because arguably in a comedy show maybe there isn't that much room for analysis compared to say doing a podcast on the wire or whatever but then yeah. on the other hand aren't you gonna start getting in we you and me would probably start getting into nonsense things like small government and uh i don't know what is this what is the thesis of this episode and what does nick offerman's uh, ron swanson's uh libertarian views in this actually say uh and all of this nonsense that may, probably no one wants to hear yeah well i mean again like obviously to relate it to episodes to shows we've listened to i mean Scrubs, I feel obviously is a, I mean, that's a comparable thing, but it's a deeper show because there's a lot yeah. more yeah. that comes up that you can discuss. But also even, even in that respect, you know, we've mentioned many times how Zach and Donald will still just go off on other shit. And weirdly enough, cause when I was digging around, like reading on the parks and recollection Reddit or whatever, um, the common comparison everyone obviously would bring up is office ladies. And they were saying like, uh, you know, office ladies is the gold star, like what this podcast should be. And it's not getting there. Like some people are even a little critical of like how Rob Lowe in the past was very loving himself more than anything else. This is from listeners. I obviously haven't heard this stuff. And then <laughs> I, for the things that I've, kind of championed fake doctors, real friends for, I saw that come up in the discourse and how that's why people stopped liking that show is because they stopped talking about the actual show and mm. they were just bullshitting with each other about getting drunk at upfront uh, network upfront parties and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, so I guess I get like, it's a harsh reality Like okay, maybe sometimes my taste, I'm not quite the tastemaker. I thought I thought I was, um, because I enjoy some of that. I mean, obviously, I don't want it all off topic, but if it is about network upfronts, I think that's in relation to being on a TV show and how that experience is. I want the experience of making the show to play a big part into the discussion of the show. If, you're, if your pitch is, hey, I was a writer or, hey, I was an actor on the show. And maybe that's where they're going to go with this. Again, this is a little tougher to judge them on because they are coming in like trying to introduce themselves and get the audience back on their side. It's just, you know, they're like, oh, you know what? That You know the joke about Jerry having a big penis? You know, they actually filmed a, uh, a version where he said he had a small penis. And then we were like, oh, don't do that. And then they didn't do it. I'm, <laughs> you know, that, that's kind of like the, 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 the depth I'm getting. But, uh, but also, again, I guess it is they're at the the mercy of the show. And I'm not saying this is a shallow, bad show. It's a funny show. And, I mean, I do remember sometimes they would get into things a little bit more, but it was all about being funny first, which is not a bad thing. Um, but you're right. Maybe they should have to get into silly conversations about government. Uh, and I guess they comes up a little on this one. They mentioned, like, 
there's technically like a law where if she's running for office, maybe she shouldn't be talking about things at City Hall where she works or something. So I guess they touch on that and maybe they will more later on. So I can only just base it off of this episode I heard. And I was a little yeah. bored through a, a good amount of it. <laughs> yeah, fair. Yeah. Um, I've been on the Reddits as well, the subreddits. Uh, and I actually, in contrast to what you're saying about Office Ladies being the gold standard, I have something that's from the Office Ladies podcast subreddit okay. that is about the difference between Office Ladies and Parks and Recollection. This is from a year ago, so before any host changes happened. Uh, but it's someone saying they've listened to every Office Ladies episode and they enjoy it. They have to say that because they're on the subreddit. or Absolutely. They get downvoted um but they say that obviously jenna and angela try to avoid saying anything negative about the show or mm. nbc and they mention one small gripe but generally yeah they they avoid they, they're all positivity this is something you and i've talked about jim where depending on who's producing the show who's like at, at what stage how far removed they are like how honest are people going to be uh, say avatar braving the elements a very good show but it's literally made by nickelodeon right so it's always going to be a love fest for the show and for you know Network. future products yeah. coming out of that studio yep um but this person said that parks and recollection uh they're sometimes surprised at how honest they are when talking about behind the scenes stuff. I just listened to the latest episode uh, a year ago and Greg Levine, who was a writer's assistant, talks about a story where the network asked him and another writer's assistant to help write extra content for NBC.com. They ran a commercial uh, for the extra content, but mixed it up with an event that would have been in a future episode, revealing a huge accidental spoiler. Uh, and the show had, and network had to do some damage control. It was an interesting and lighthearted anecdote. Um, and they're basically, let's say, we're just going to, so this is a quote for NBC.com. Uh, they were basically telling these writers, <laughs> these writers assistants, uh, like, you guys should just write it. It's not like you're writing an actual fucking television show right yeah. now, you know, maybe the actors can kind of be in it. And I don't know, just fucking get it out of here do that shit. And basically telling NBC, like, fuck off NBC. That's, I think, uh, yeah, that's Rob saying that. But it also points out, in this discussion, like Robin Allen, who have who are still making shows and TV, sh like doing things, they have enough clout that they don't really care if they're talking shit about parts of production of a previous show. So some glimmers of that type of honesty uh, is at least interesting. In contrast to Office Ladies, which of course uh, set all of this into motion, which is interesting because it's not like Office Ladies. I don't remember them having some sort of connection to like it's it wasn't like an avatar braving the elements situation where it's like officially endorsed was it no but no, i guess I it's just more so. their vibe it's it's just more so that's the vibe they're going it's not so much that they're but worried but that's their biggest roles they've done probably and that's what they're true. most known for as well yeah in contrast to well probably rob lowe and adam uh, if you're a writer you're off you show running your own show you were just a writer on this show you're going to be able to speak a bit more candidly yeah. maybe that's not a thing i mean i didn't hear this episode but it's, i just thought it was an interesting contrast since we're discussing the two uh together yeah. No, I, yeah, and I agree. And that's kind of why we, we wanted to circle back around to this is because we did discuss Office Ladies. So this is kind of like, you know, the next comparable thing to that. Um, I mean, I did like they got into a little bit about just discussing like what a season premiere is supposed to do and kind of mm -hmm. some of your goals that happen with that. And they talked about how it's like, 
you never know who's watching. It could be someone who's just turning on the show for the first time because they know it's the start of a new season. So you kind of want to have that in mind, potentially. Obviously, you're not forgetting about your audience, but also the other side of it, especially, you know, this is becoming less and less of a thing because everyone can binge everything more. You could still binge things back then, but there was more of an idea of like, well, it's been months since we had episodes. So you're also resetting your existing audience with remember these are the characters this is where they're at here's what we're setting up like i like hearing stuff up like that and in a weird way i guess it is a, like a lost art because everything is such a binge model now where it's like ah you probably just watched it we don't <laughs> let's we'll keep going even though we'll throw in random flashbacks to something you just watched uh but that's old yeah. netflix thing um, so yeah, Cobra I mean, I, there's or any any Netflix <laughs> yeah. show. <laughs> so there's definitely. I don't want to be too like hard on the show. There's potential stuff there. I mean, they were talking about like, I guess what I I, I vaguely remember this. Christy Brinkley played like Jerry's wife or girlfriend or something or other, and they mentioned mm-hmm. how she's like a great storyteller, even though the story happened to be about surviving a helicopter crash. Apparently, <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, they were mentioning like. There's a little of the, uh, you know, uh, the, the the dick sucking back and forth where uh, he had to mention how his nieces met Rob Lowe and they were tearing up uh, because they couldn't believe they were meeting him. And it was a weird backhanded compliment of like, but they're so young. How do they know who you are? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's it's interesting about these. So, so looking at the actors rather than the writers for a second, looking at Rob Lowe and uh, Jim O'Hare, they in these reviews in these notes i've been reading the apple reviews as well uh i've been doing my my homework as i said and i've heard both people say about both of them that they i like the other guy because this person does too much name dropping or this person Mm. seems too full of themselves i've heard both of them described as being too full of themselves and name dropping too much and uh i don't know if that's just what being an actor is maybe yeah um Actually, one of the things that uh, one of the thing, reasons I find this one interesting is it's a, an actor writer combo. Regardless of the changes, before the change and after the change, they have one person who's a writer on the show, one person who's an actor, and I really like that. I didn't, yeah. I didn't know I liked that until we went through this whole season of the podcast about the podcast about television and heard a bunch of podcasts with just actors where they fucking sucked because there's so many of them where they clearly don't care about the story. Now, they might actually care about the craft of acting, which is their job. Their job is not to care about the story and how it's put together necessarily. Their job is to care about acting and to be good at it and to represent a scene. But that also comes with the fact that maybe 10 years later or 20 years later, they're not going to be having as many insights into you know, the story, the story is the thing that moves you as a viewer. And I'm partial, like, I'm, I'm going to be um, biased because I'm more interested in the writing aspect than the acting aspect, of course. But like, if you're talking about this nostalgic TV show, yeah, you want to hear behind the scenes tidbits, like, ideally, of course, if you have a showrunner or someone like that involved, they're going to have a, a depth of knowledge about the show that isn't going to exist elsewhere. But I thought even though Greg is, you know, he's, he's only written a few episodes in comparison to, to the other writer or whatever, uh, just having a writer on the show and having an actor, having that combination, I just thought that dynamic worked well in what I've heard. And 
you know, maybe that's not apparent in this one episode, but just in general, I was like, oh, they actually talk about things happening in the writer's room. So I'm going to be more invested overall. Yeah, no, you're right. And, and, and even like thinking about, it, I didn't think about it till you brought it up. Because uh, even looking at what we've listened to, like Avatar Braving the Elements for some of our critiques about, you know, again, being, you know, part of the machine, the best part of it was they had the creator on. It was the creator they had on that show, right? Yeah. And hearing yeah. him, yeah, talking about the story and even going, even Welcome to the OC Bitches, which was like, a, a kind of up and down whatever but then when they they actually had the creator of the show on and it was like that's where you're zoned in you're like hey this is really good and even but for both of those we picked those because we're interested in that yes. right? so that's why we picked the episodes and even poor 9021 omg um like that was the <laughs> the main draw that was that part it just unfortunately the host then you know fumbled it by talking about like other shows and not necessarily yes. their own show <laughs> so you're right and I, I guess that shows our biases because that's when you look at some of uh, the way our breakdown but besides fake doctors real friends which again i think uh, we've probably said this a bunch of times but the strongest aspect to that is even if you're upset that they're not discussing the show it's just the idea that it's the second best thing to just hanging out with the characters from your show and it doesn't and I think a, a large part of that is even though it's like uh you know I don't remember. I think that's just them, right? They, they don't have a network. I don't remember. Exactly. Oh yeah. Oh no. Um, are they on iHeart? They might be on iHeart. Oh, they're probably on. Yeah, they are on iHeart. But they're and I think they. But it doesn't were, feel oh, yeah, like you're, they're... No, you're right because they were definitely contacted and like, hey, do you want to do a show kind of thing? Like, yeah. like most of these people. But the two actors are friends in real life, and because... that is a big difference. None of these other people, unless I guess made women, yeah. feel like they know each other. Well, because also you could see that that could happen. Like they could have done that on their own, you know what I mean? Like yeah. they, and because it's not like even though office ladies, I'm sure those they're good friends now and they're they're friendly. They're not like enemies or anything. It doesn't feel like that they would just be you know hanging out or whatever. Which I don't know. Either way, it's just or if they are, they're not necessarily hanging out and bullshitting. Yes, because that's the a vibe that is going to work well on a podcast, if that makes yeah. sense. And I mean, I don't know, maybe people would rather hear about the episode, but I like the idea of almost of being this close to hanging out with uh, JD and Turk. And that's kind of what you're getting. You're, you're hanging out with JD and Turk. Um, but anyways, back to the show. So yeah, it's just, they could be out of hand because going to our, you know, features here, breaking it down, the criteria, like uh, discussing the episode, they could just be at a handicap because, again, I don't know if this show, at least this episode, maybe other episodes, again, I don't remember. It's not as fresh in my memory like some of the running storylines and the narrative of Parks and Rec. I know it's deeper than that. It's not just a, always a silly comedy. But this is the type of show I feel would be beneficial more to, yes, you can discuss the beats of the episode, but you want to get more into, yeah, whether it be what the writer's room was like, what the what it was like on set. I mean, I'm sure there's supposed there's a ton of stories because you always hear about like Chris Pratt would be throwing out this line, this line, Aubrey Plaza coming up with this goof or whatever. I you, you heard a lot about the imp the way the improv worked on this show. So I mean, I guess there's potential. Maybe this was just a rough episode for that. So I I can't rate it too high because I feel like they focus a little bit too much on the beats and there wasn't a lot really there to get into. 
Oh, you mean the synopsis? Because the main character is Leslie Nope. So it's oh. a, not a synopsis, it's a synopsis. I miss that. Uh, which, which goes under running bits, kind yes. of, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I literally, what you were just saying about like talking about the degree of improv versus what's in the script, they discussed that in the episode after uh, with okay. Ben Schwartz, who's like, you know, he famously improvs all of his lines yeah. and just goes off script. I, I, I I'm not going to talk shit about him, but I don't know. Ben Schwartz always does the same character, but anyway, whatever. <laughs> um, he, uh, so there is some more of that. There's some stuff about the writer's room inside bits, etc. cetera. Uh, but yeah, as I said, it's unfair almost because I've given it more of a chance mm. in, in scoping it out. But I thought that was only fair given we have like this changing of the guard of these different hosts, which I found to be the most interesting part of all. So how did you, how did you, well, then actually that's a good question to have because once they didn't have to worry about Rob Lowe being there and doing a transition, like the episode after this, how, how are Jim O'Hare and the other guy, like just on their own? I actually was in comparison to Rob Lowe. Yeah. Um, I thought both were pretty decent. And I think, again, I have I have a bias because I did enjoy Parks and Rec and probably watched it more recently than you. So maybe I would just, you know, naturally be more inclined to like this show. Uh, but I thought they... Well, I was actually, after having read some reviews, I read some reviews, uh, as I said, that were negative on the new host, some that were negative on the old hosts, uh, but some that were describing Jim O'Hare in not the nicest of terms. Uh-huh. And then when I listened to it, I was like they actually have a decent rapport because what's what you'll find happening is Jim, I think he, as a character, is going to be divisive. He is kind of a ham. He has a big voice and a character, and I feel I felt like listening to these that you either love him or you hate him. I'm not talking about you, Jim. I'm talking about Jim O'Hare. Sure. Um, yeah. But he seems to have a great voice for radio. Mm. Uh, the word bloviating came to mind for me, and I don't know if that is... Uh, correct or unkind but i feel like he'd be a great santa claus he's got a great big hammy personality sure. and his voice has a lot of character in it greg in contrast is very subdued yeah. i don't know if that's uh from him being a producer for all of these years <laughs> and just kind of hanging out in the background or whatever uh but i don't know as a combo i i thought that contrast was quite good in that, but they still had a bit of rapport. I was waiting to see, like, did they have any type of rapport? And they had some jokes going back and forth that were a little bit, you know, they were they weren't the the funnest bits ever, but they were doing bits back and forth that felt natural. They didn't feel forced. Uh, along the lines of uh, Greg listing out all the great improvers on the show, and Jim is like, yes, and and yeah, who else? Who are we thinking of? Who's another great? person who was on the show and it's just listing off all these different actors that aren't him you know yeah, that yeah. sort of uh thing and i and it and it worked for me so i have to say they're they're i don't know if it's chemistry or what the word is but and again i'm the bar is so fucking low here jim i'm not saying they're great at it but sure, i'm yeah. saying it worked all right no fair enough uh fan engagement i guess they had the te- the the town hall at the end because i was almost yes. i thought that episode was over and then it came back, and I'm like, what is it? Because I actually had to look at my phone. I was like, oh, did I accidentally start listening to the next episode? Yeah. And then it's like, no, they came back to... It was almost a weird afterthought to be like, oh, yeah, fans. We have fans so, out there. So what is the town hall for our listeners? I guess it's just an emailed question. I really don't know. 
It's <laughs> yeah, that's fair because I've heard a few more, so I I, uh. I can tell you that the town hall is yeah they take some sort of question and it's usually like a voicemail or something like that yeah and uh, or an audio which makes sense because on the show they'd always have these town hall scenes where random people from the town got to air their grievances or ask questions of the parks department or whatever so so that's kind of the thing but i think you you made a good point in that it doesn't it's not integrated it's the thing they tag on at the end yeah. um so it's not necessarily part of the natural flow but i also think if i don't know maybe in, if they were like in the middle hey now let's do a town hall that'd be mm. weird as well so i don't really know where they'd fit it in but it it definitely ticks a box for fan engagement whether it does so in a good way or not is uh more questionable i guess Yes, yeah. So they do have the town hall. Proximity main characters, I guess they took a step back, although I guess Jerry is a pretty main he's the the most minor main character, <laughs> but he's he's in there. But it, I mean again he's this the butt of so many jokes basically yeah. is the like you his, know him. his role on the show. You but know it, him. It is it's a juggernaut cast. Like again, like all these people are doing big things. Like it's almost kinda like, hey, don't talk to me about parks and rec all right i do shit i'm fucking yeah. star lord dude i'm um i'm ingrid goes west i'm uh, uh i'm amy poehler i use the most water in hollywood did you ever hear about the amy poehler water uh controversy by the way no i did not but i, I was mean, gonna say i'm nick offerman i'm the gay guy on the <laughs> on last, last of, us. of us yeah uh because because i was thinking like because even though amy poehler is obviously super famous i guess i haven't seen her in anything as of late as i have with the other cast and one of the main things i remember this from a few years ago is that yes googling it real quick amy poehler uses five times as much water as the average american family family what does amy poehler use all this water for uh, she Sorry, used... is this as the average American family or as <laughs> like someone who has a big garden in LA? Because I she... feel like that's not the average celebrity with a big garden in LA, right? Like, the... isn't that what it's for? Uh, kind of. She's reportedly single and has two children. This is in 2016. She used 170,000 gallons of water between May and July. What is she using all this water for? Wait, this other one said. Uh... Oh, this was David Geffen. She she's in the she's in the same discussion as David Geffen, who's like famous music producer. I guess David Geffen was charged more than thirty thousand dollars for using a one point six million gallons of water. Now I don't know. Yeah, what is this for? Is this for their gardens? Do they have giant pools? What the fuck is going on with these people? I mean, probably right. Like L.A. droughts. Just you know, you have a big hedge maze that you lure children into you know the standard stuff um anyways but yeah that's the last thing i remember her for was all the water <laughs> all the water she uses uh fuck what was there was something else i was gonna ask you about now and i forgot it because i got caught up on this water segment um, <laughs> well, we're, on, we're on the proximity <laughs> to main characters it's like, okay yeah it's pretty yeah. good but could you imagine a show with nick offerman and amy oh uh, yeah like Amy Poehler hosting it. And then I Googled that just to see, did they have a podcast? And apparently they had the reality TV show called Making It that went on for a few seasons, which is about craftspeople skilled in different media competing to be the master maker and make a bunch of shit. And I'm like, 
I thought they wouldn't have the time or energy or will to make a podcast, but why the fuck were they yeah. making this reality show? Uh, but also good on them for not making the podcast. We don't want true. them to make the podcast. Yeah, that's true. Stay out of the podcast game. Um, oh, that's what I was going to ask, because they do mention on this episode that Jim O'Hare was on the final season of Better Call Saul. Did you ever get caught up with Better Call Saul? Uh, I did. I haven't finished the last episodes in a kind of I refuse to let it end ah, way. Okay, that's uh, good. I've watched. I've watched all but the last episode, basically. Oh, so you did see? Um, you saw the Jim O'Hare episode when he's eating. What is he eating? Like pancakes or something? He's eating cake or something. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I yeah, I didn't clock it. He's like a but... security guard, and it's in the like. Future. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah no, yeah, yeah, yeah. The black and white. Yeah. yeah. No, I do. I know it now. Yeah, he's in there. Uh, <laughs> just want to design. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, web design and graphics. I mean, it's just on Team Coco's page, which is fine. But I didn't see. I was trying to see if they had merch because, like, Team Coco has merch, and it mm-hmm. looks like some of their shows have merch. But I didn't see anything Parks and Recollection. Because, like, why Team won't Coco you? It's interesting because they only have like a dozen shows on here, and a yeah. lot of them are like only available on Audible. Or whatever. So That's it's like an weird. Audible original, but it's like produced by Team Coco or whatever. And some of them are really like, yeah, it's like a weird overlap with. Uh, there's some that are like story based. So which which one is it? It's LuminaryPodcast.com. So you go to it. So it's not actually hosted by them. It's like in collaboration with a different one. So I was like, this company of like seventy people on LinkedIn. What are they all doing? <laughs> uh i guess producing these shows making them happen or whatever but it's just weird with because i thought team coke team coco maybe you have any insights into this as someone who actually knows about american talk shows and stuff but yeah team coco i only remember as a thing when there was a big battle of who was going to host the show or whatever mm-hmm. in the u.s this is how i remember and team coco became a thing yeah. but now on the website it's like it's basically just podcasts on there so what what is Team Coco in your view? What does that mean to you? Is I it mean, a podcast network? Now it is, but you're right. It basically was just it was initially, yeah, Conan's rally cry um because of yeah, what was going on with the whole late night wars. And then it was like he it, when he was still hosting a show, they would put like clips of his show up on like the Team Coco website. Like there would be mm. actually, it looks like they still have a section. I'm looking at the site. Oh no, that's the shop. I'm sorry. Um, oh, because no, no, they do have like they have a section. It, they've definitely pivoted to podcasts. Podcasts are now the yeah. focus. But there's a Conan Classic section that has some different stand up, Triumph, Andy Richter, Finn. That has like I guess bits from his show. But I guess he literally what once he finished that TBS show he was doing, I guess he's like this is it now, podcasts. I'm focusing on podcasts now. I mean, I know he had he did start with his Conan O'Brien needs a friend. I'm sure that's pretty mm-hmm. I never looked at the numbers for it. I'm sure that's pretty massive. Um and I know he's doing some sort of he's going back to the bit he used to do on his show where he would travel and uh, film like kind of like travel videos. I think he's going back to do that again. I'm sure that's going to be on Team Coco. But yeah, they really were. They were. They're all in on this podcast thing. Yeah, I was on. I was, I was on. As I said, on their LinkedIn, which 
is what we're doing now, I guess, on this podcast. <laughs> uh, 60, 60 employees, sorry. But yeah, it seems very like um, it's a fan-centric multi-platform media company driven by O'Brien and a carefully curated network of other top talent that spans across digital and branded content, live events, merchandise, and expertly produced comedy specials. Also a force within the podcast space, Team Coco Podcasts currently produces 10 unscripted, all of which have been downloaded more than 315 million times, probably mostly the the Coco yeah, one, I guess. I would imagine. Uh, team, team Coco Podcasts has also produced two scripted podcasts in co-production with Luminary. Um, and yeah, whatever. So... <clears throat> That's it's just like I think season two is going to be us just digging into these podcast networks. I mean, yeah, that's we're out. just getting deeper into the business side. Well, because I, because they like, well, I was going to say, because going to the merch, I, I'm not finding any Parks and Recollection merch. They do have literally with Roblo merch, but their merch is all on Pod Swag, which I think is also where Office Ladies merch is from. So it's just kind of like it's, 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 only it's barely a step up from like I have merch on T Public because it doesn't look like it's that much better quality. It's just kind of generic dropship crap that you can put a logo on. You know what I mean? So yeah. But then I'm also looking at it. I'm like, oh, can anyone with a podcast just make pod swag? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, I I don't know. It's I I really wish there was a bit of transparency in in some of this in in some of these economics because i want to know because all of these not all of these actors but like the fact that a producer comes to these actors and is like hey yeah i want you to make a show and then ha and then they have to give them some amount of money and how much money are they paid as a salary or as a thing for producing it versus do they get any cut of merch what are the sort of residuals here what's the deal how yeah. sustainable are these podcast networks because they feel like the bigger they are they're probably they, i don't know they're almost always backed by something right like their their podcast networks are rarely grown from the ground up though i suppose some of them are where it's it's often like one successful podcast and then they start producing mm -hmm. other people and promoting other people and it grows from yeah. there yep. and you need people to sell ads on podcasts and i feel like maybe if youtube podcast becomes a real thing in the short to medium term that might have a bigger impact and that you won't the people who make podcasts can just put them on youtube and have them be available on different platforms and not have to rely on ad sales and that sort of thing so that you don't actually need a team of people to go and sell ads and you know i i'm just questioning how much value these networks are actually adding um and versus are are is it all just fake funny money is it all yes. you know because it's backed yeah. by team coco all of this is speculative right all of this is like hey this was successful so let's throw out a million more like it except the production cost is so much lower than a tv show or something like that so obviously that's why we're seeing a mass-produced wave of them and whatever catches on you know catches on and whatever doesn't doesn't this is all a bit of a tangent but i find it very fascinating yeah it must be i mean obviously in this case it's a little different because it is we know that it's like you know, not that Conan O'Brien's in there doing the HTML and designing his website. <laughs> what if but he like, was, though? That'd be great. <laughs> but, like, at least he he's the face of it, but he's also a force behind it. So mm -hmm. 
you know there's something different there. But then, yeah, when you have the iHeartRadios, it must be like, yeah, they break off, you know, depending on what they value your star power as, they break you off a chunk of money, and then they must then keep all, like, the advertising and merch stuff. Or maybe they'll they just give you a percentage of, percentage of the merch. But they must be. But this is where they get. But they own the rights. This is why we have made women and gangster goddesses. Yeah, that's true. Yes. Made women would be owned by the network uh, for whatever that's worth. <laughs> yeah. Well, and then what was the thing? Was there? Oh no, I guess it wasn't because I, was, I remember with Welcome to the OC, bitches. Like we couldn't find the earlier episodes, but it was because they have a subscription. So yeah. I don't know if we said this on the show or you figured it out after. Yeah, but they we have like a pay service to uh, listen to old yeah. episodes i guess we figured it out after which is so weird that it was so hard to even find that that was a thing like um yeah whatever network they were on i forget which one off the top of my head right now but like i ended up looking deeper after we recorded and yes they do have a paid section where rather than using like a patreon or something they have their own paid section where you can access the earlier episodes even though they're still on their youtube although i guess a little harder to find but anyways yeah it is kind of fascinating like how this and i mean this is all business acumen so it is fascinating like how does this come together because yeah it's it's rarely like a or what is office ladies on airwolf i believe so yeah and it's because it's rarely or not ever like hey i love that show i did (laughs) You know what I want to do? I want to get with my buddies. Unless you're, I maybe Dre, no, Dre did it. Matado did not do it. I, was, I want to get with my buddies. I want to talk about the work I did. I'm so passionate about yeah. it. And I love podcasting. Yeah. Uh, the theme song. Uh, it's a good theme song. It wasn't Jack Black, right? Is this some sort of Jack Black sound alike? No, it's supposed to sound like Mousetrap, Chris Pratt's uh, band on oh. Parks and Rec. I mean, to be and fair. I don't know. Or sorry, Mouse, Mouse Rat is the name oh. of the. Full disclosure, I missed the first like maybe twenty seconds because I was skipping through all the fucking ads, and then I heard like, "Oh, it's a theme song. This sounds kind of cool." You know what's interesting about that is I didn't get any ads. I got them in Ireland. Yeah, you lucked I think out it's because it is like in the U.S. in general, you're going to get more ads on things because it's a more targeted demographic. But I, I was in Sweden recently. I get more ads in Sweden as well than in mm. Ireland because it's a more targeted market i guess um does it have anything to do i guess it wouldn't have anything to do with some sort of like government whatever or laws around that it's just a base no it's just based on who is a valuable consumer and you're not someone that i tell you this oh go ahead just from youtube or whatever like people in the u.s are worth more as viewers this Uh, is why if you live in mexico for example you barely see any ads on youtube because it's not worth the um, money to pay for the ad or whatever versus in the u.s it's pretty high uh average per view or whatever because it's a it's a strong consumer market and a lot of people target these demographics because it's not like one of those i mean this is probably not related at all but you know in here in the u.s they're always like you know when the you in in uh in england they gotta pay for their tv they gotta pay a tax just to have a tv or whatever they gotta keep it secret <laughs> public service <laughs> something like that yeah that is that is a thing in pretty much all countries well yeah. no but it's uh, <laughs> i mean again i i never looked into it and i'm sure it's incorrect but it was something where it's like you gotta like keep a secret if you have an extra tv because you'll be paying more 
for the TV that you have. Wow, well, Jim, like that. this is a this, now this is a tangent town over here. Yeah. But in Sweden, there used to be an advertisement on TV growing up that was threatening that if you for like it was threatening that if you didn't pay your TV license. That's isn't what it's that TV thing? license. Is, that's a thing yeah. in the U.S., isn't it? You pay a TV license. I don't or, think no? so. I think I'm it's sure all it's been like, rolled into I was taxes say, in general. I'm sure yeah. we do. We just don't know. Like it's it's just part of something else. But, I think it's the same. It's rolled into taxes in yeah. most places. But it uh, there was an ad that threatening that uh, you would get a snail put on your eye if you didn't pay. <laughs> what? what would the you snail actually, do? But yeah, it just it'd be gross, you know. Oh, okay. It's not like it would like make your eyes shut or whatever no i don't think so. i mean i don't like this is cora <laughs> so i doubt cora is that correct but someone's like does the united states have a tv license and then mark laris some random guy says no there's nothing like the tv license in the uk programs are paid for via advertisements um or in the don't case you of, have public service television Isn't well he says thing? with public tv it's donations and grants but i mean grants i guess basically is like a your tax money is going to it right yeah, uh, it's interesting as well. I've asked in Ireland actually. So public service television, like Swedish tele- SVT, Swedish television, BBC in the UK, they generally don't have ads. But in Ireland, they have ads. And I've asked like, why the fuck are there advertisements if you're already if we're already paying for this in our taxes? Mm-hmm. And everyone's like, because it's fucking Ireland. <laughs> <laughs> MG, MC Josiah says. Radio or TV broadcasters may be required to have a broadcasting license. Consumers and buyers do not require a TV license. That means a family or person can have cable or satellite broadcasting live TV and can record it without paying the government a dime. Broadcasters, though, generally are required to have a license. So I don't know. Maybe we don't because I know there's a thing how like PBS here, that's like our public broadcast, they lost or they had to like sell Sesame Street or something. Because they're running out of money, I don't know. I'm sure it is something we pay, but maybe it's just not as like upfront as other places. So the theme song is good. <laughs> it's really good theme song. Um, sounds like Mouse Rat. Um, yes. The ownership okay. structure we've talked about. Yeah. <laughs> How much money the they're making? I want. I. I mean, I don't think they're making like... Office Ladies money. Clearly. No. Ad readability. I. They were. Re- I, no, I don't think they were reading the ads I heard. They were, I heard a Peacock ad, and I heard some other ads. I kind of assumed that if they were reading the ads, I would get them, Yeah, you know, as well. if they Because then they're like sponsorships, presumably worldwide, if they get the people to actually read them versus if they're just dropped in. And if they're dropped in, it's more likely that, you know, I won't get them or in certain areas you won't get them or you get different ones because no one's paying right now to have like local Irish sponsors and ads on Team Coco podcasts, I guess. So it's all clear for the time being. Um, ownership. But as far as well, go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I was gonna say ownership structure. I mean, it's clear they don't own any of this. But yeah. uh, I mean, I'm sure like Team Coco is a pretty big network. I'm sure they're you know making some making some shekels for sure. Yeah, and the name I have to say, I is good, right? It's a good yeah, name. It's good. It, it and I mean, I wish at least in the episode I listened to, I wish there was some more recollections, but. It's mm. to the point, it plays on the name, and it at least gives a promise of what I would be looking for, is I would want to hear, you know, what it was like in the writer's room, on the set, you know. So, yeah, it, it's it's really like a mwah, like it's a great name. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, I guess... 
we have to place it. But yeah, as I said, I've been scrolling through a bunch of different reviews and things. They actually seem pretty, pretty positive. Um, there's comments on the previous host saying Alan Yang and Rob Lowe are very likable, but it's clear they don't put the time and research into the episodes or break them down in a coherent way. But maybe that's what you were saying, that that's kind of what you want at the same time. Mm. So I don't know. I think it's very interesting because in none of these that we've discussed, and I don't think any podcast I've ever heard of, have the host just been kind of switched out, switcherooed between yeah. seasons and replaced, even if it's amicable, even if it's just like, oh, they couldn't make it because of production. But it really just shows the, the invisible hand of the production company behind this that's like, hey, we got to put these things out. Let's just put in a different actor from the same show. It kind of makes the whole thing feel not disingenuous, but, you know, they're all disingenuous to an extent. But it's just, I don't know, it's just business, isn't it? It's yes. business, Jim. Yeah, it's the harsh realities. It's kind of like how if you work for a corporation and you like to feel that you care about your job and do a good thing, but you should always know in the back of your mind that Jim O'Hare could be could just replace you. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> any moment now the thing is when looking at this here my initial thought was to put it above 90210 omg but i feel like i'm only doing that because i think parks and rec is a better show as far as a show to show personally i actually on recollection i feel like it has to go below 90210 omg because i feel like it's a duller podcast but that's just me based off of this episode I would have put it over Office Ladies even. Um, wow. So our our top our top five right now is Fake Doctors, Real Friends, Avatar Braving the Elements, Welcome to the OC Bitches, Office Ladies, 90210OMG is the top five. And <laughs> I yeah, I would have put it underneath Welcome to the OC Bitches, but above Office Ladies. Then which, I again I feel like Office Ladies, the the amount that we reference it. It's almost like we need to go back and listen to the first full season and I, do a complete yeah. review of it or something like or that. Or a later episode, maybe. Yeah, it's hard. The thing is, you know, what What I'll concede then, because since I'm trying to put it at six and you're trying yeah. to put it at four, is then then I would concede it to five. So we put I, it I, below Office amicable. Ladies. I will agree to we, this. We'd put it above, below Office Ladies, but above 90210MG. Because I feel like even though I didn't love Office Ladies, I think that they, and and I mean, I guess uh, I was going to say, to be fair, we were doing a earlier episode of their podcast, and this is a later episode, but, but also these are new hosts, so it's almost like a first episode. But I feel like they brought a little bit more to it. Uh, they had more structure and more to talk about. Uh, that was interesting to me. It's also like Parks and Recollection only exists because of Office Ladies. And I know that can True. be said about a lot of these yeah. on here, but it leans more heavily on Office Ladies than other shows on here to the point where saying, wow, Parks and Recollection is so great. This one is shit. It's kind of like someone saying, fuck the Beatles. You know, <laughs> Blink-182 is way better than the Beatles. And you're like, well, <laughs> it's not real. <laughs> like you can't say that. Um, it wouldn't exist without Office Ladies, just like Parks and Rec wouldn't exist without The Office. So I True. think that's fair enough. We'll put it at number five. So we're basically we're one away from our from our top ten that we've been building, and so this will be basically our season finale, right? One, Next our... episode is our season finale. Yeah. So we we have to go with uh, Talking Sopranos. Right. We're, we're looping back around. It's only fair, you know, we finished our Sopranos podcast 
just as theirs was starting. It was the natural passing of the baton from us, obviously, <laughs> to enormous stars, uh, Michael Imperioli and the other guy. Um, so, you know, yeah, Talking Sopranos coming up in our season finale of the podcast about the podcast about television. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, I, I was going to give um, Parks and Recollection shit for talking about a 20-minute episode of television for like an hour. And I don't mm-hmm. even know how long we've talked about their <laughs> their podcast. Yep. But oh. it's uh, it had to be done. We had to break it down. I hope Jim O'Hare learned a thing or two. I hope Greg Levine learned a thing or two after they heard this episode. Uh, hit us up at showswhatyouknowshow at gmail.com if you have any other questions on the proper podcast methods. Yeah, we should just start tweeting these directly at the people involved because some of these uh, they'll be they'll be paying attention. I they'll think, be paying attention to their tweets. I think we got to roll this into like a seminar. You know how like there are just people <laughs> that do seminars on stuff, and you're like, how do yeah. they do us? Like we should be doing a podcast seminar. Business. Yeah. I mean, clearly, based on the quality of this product <laughs> that we just put together, there's no flaws to be found within our show its basic concept or interest or longevity (laughs) so clearly we are you know we're killing it in the podcast (laughs) game uh if we were to rate our show based on uh merch uh we'd be winning obviously go to well we're gonna be drop shipping some stuff with pat pat written on it (laughs) real soon yeah you'll see uh yes please uh subscribe rate review tell a friend um on you know rate on whatever your podcatcher rate on pod, spotify stitcher podbean podbean apple podcasts google podcasts team coco just email yeah. team coco about our show e- email know. team coco e- email all these networks they'd be looking for a nice unique point of view like yourselves like your boys <laughs> Yeah, tearing down all their other shows. <laughs> and then we'll have a, that. maybe we'll have a little different uh, song to sing about podcast networks <laughs> once we get signed to one. Uh, but yeah, right. I, guess, I guess that's that. We still haven't figured out our outro yet, but um, no, we're getting one of these there. Days. Yeah, yeah. Thanks, everybody. Thanks, everyone.